to Awkwardly Zen Presents Spirit Road, a podcast about our spiritual journey where we can be awkwardly ourselves. It's a path that can be funny, absurd, enlightening, and life-changing all at the same time. Join us as we explore this mysterious world and life we live in. I'm Tim Behrens. I'm Laurie Hewitt. And And this this is is Spirit Road. Glad you're here with us today. Welcome to Spirit Road. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, so I'm curious, what got you started on this spiritual path? What was it that shifted your consciousness? Um, Well, it's kind of a big story, so I'll see if I can put it in a nutshell, um, a podcast shell. So I always considered myself spiritual, not religious. Uh, Didn't grow up in a religious household or anything Um, however, it was not something that I ever felt completely driven to explore or really look into. Um, I, I believe there was a higher power than me, but I didn't know what that was. And I was okay with that. Um, and then, uh, I've had kind of a crazy life. So I ended up being a foster parent in my late twenties to three teenagers. So I had grown kids in my twenties and into my early thirties and grandbabies and all sorts of craziness that most people don't do. And, um, unfortunately my son lost his battle with mental health and we lost him to suicide. And, um, anyone who's ever lost somebody close to you, um, especially, especially a child, even though he was an adult man at the time, um, will tell you probably the same thing. I mean, grief is different for everyone, but it, it can totally mess with you. Um, and so I was kind of riding those waves of grief and um, I was doing pretty well with it. And then I wasn't. And I hit the holidays and I sat down on the couch and I didn't get up. And um, that's not normal for me in any way, shape or form. And my husband was like, eh this is a little concerning. So um, I was lucky enough at that point to find some people who helped me learn some things about some natural remedies and things I could do that would help me work through Mm -hmm. that grief. And I'm so grateful for that. Now, don't get me wrong. I am a big fan of Western medicine and of therapy and and do what you need to do. Um, But for me, the natural natural side of things, especially essential oils really helped me. So that kind of like kickstarted me on the path. And through that, I met a whole new group of people. And those people um, were weird hippies, right? Like there's a, <laughs> there's a whole bunch of, of lovely people who think in different ways. And they, um, they kept just wandering into my life and I kept wandering into theirs. And they kind of introduced me to some of these other subjects. So uh, all of a sudden we were having more pulling tarot cards or talking about crystals or how do crystals mix with this and how do we do that? Uh, And then we started exploring um, different groups that were around our area that we could go and get readings done, or we could go to a class and learn um, about, you know, how to keep yourself safe or energetic things or angel readings or things like that. And so we were able to come in contact with some brilliant um, instructors and practitioners here in Denver and talk about 
a kickstart. <laughs> like if you have the opportunity to sit and chat with some practitioners in your area, do it. And, and COVID's made that hard. Um, mm -hmm. But actually it's made it so much easier in so many ways, especially with things like awkwardly Zen. Um, so I got on this fast track and, uh, I should pause now cause I've been talking for a long time. Um, but that was kind of like what kickstarted <laughs> me on my path and got me closer to where I am now. Would I you, will stop. Would you say that all of that resonated for you from the beginning or was there a, a period of time where we've talked a little bit about, just the kinds of questions that come in with paradigm shifts, like asking, um, you know, am I making this up in my head? Is this, is this actually happening or am I looking for something? Yeah. So I am a skeptic at heart. So every step of the way I was like, Nope, this can't be real. Nope. This can't be real. Um, until really source or universe or God or whatever you want to say, um, really didn't give me a chance uh, because it was sign after sign after sign after sign. I mean, when you sit down with 10 different practitioners over a couple month period and they all say the same thing and none of them have had a chance to talk with one another, you start going, okay, so there's something to this. <laughs> um, I'm on a path for a reason. Um, and so absolutely, I still to this day, um, go through these phases of what am I doing? What is this? Am I out of my mind? Am I making that up? Um, I fall flat on my face regularly. That's one of the things that I love to share in our awkwardly Zen group is the days that I'm like, Oh, I crawled into bed and didn't get out of bed all afternoon. Cause I wasn't okay. Because I think that's real life. Right. And I think most people, I'm not going to say everyone, cause I'm not everyone, but most people have that most people don't have this spiritual awakening and then everything is perfect. Um, they might pretend like that on social media. Um, but yeah, that's, that's not ever going to be me. <laughs> Sometimes when you have a spiritual awakening, things are even worse than they were before because oh. you have so much more awareness and consciousness. One of the things that strikes me as your readings so you do these incredible readings for folks and what i'm what i'm aware of and have thought about is that you had that percolating within you all this time and as your consciousness shifted it just opened that door for you because you're too good to just be a beginner <laughs> Well, let me just say this. So I never intended on doing readings. Um, even still today, I go, what am I doing? And I only do it to help fund Awkwardly Zen, to be honest. Um, and But it is amazing to do. I will say the more I tap into my intuitive side and the more I open up to the channeling and to the understanding, the more I realize I've been doing it my whole life and just didn't know. Yes. I yes. jokingly say a lot, like, I just thought I was really smart. But there's an element of truth in that because there's a lot of things in my life that I've just been blessed to be talented with doing and not everything, that's for sure. But there's certain things. And now that I can really understand the feeling of that channel, of that information flowing through me, I realized that I was doing that um, for ages and had no idea. Exactly. Because you've been on this path now and you're so clear about following your guidance you don't I, vary from that. I I really, I try not to vary from that. I, I think that there are days, of course, that I do. Um, sure. And I think that's what I would 
encourage anyone who is trying to go down this path. One, don't compare yourself to other people because that's such a tough thing um, is what comes naturally to me isn't going to come naturally to somebody else, or it might be a, a different switch that needs to get flipped. Right. Um, and so for me, it was the blessing that I had of those, well, of those signs coming and also of my ability to accept the signs. Um, because uh, I flat out asked for signs. I would say before I went to a reading, I need to hear this, or I need to start seeing this, or show me something that helps me know that this is it. And there, there they were, um, clear as can be, and sometimes in very comical ways. Source has a very good sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Absolutely does. Yes. So tell us about Awkwardly Zen. What is it and how did it come to be? Oh my gosh, Awkwardly Zen. Um Awkwardly Zen is this amazing community of spiritually minded people that has come together. Uh, And it's just a really safe place to be awkwardly yourself while you're figuring all of this out. Because um, one of the things we always say is that the spiritual path is super vast. And so there's a lot of different ways to be quote unquote spiritual, right? And trying to allow someone to feel the messiness of that and to feel the weirdness of that and to have a safe place to talk about it was really the goal. Um, I was very lucky that this was kind of handed to me in a download, which sounds so insane to me, even when I say it now, but I was driving (laughs) and all of a sudden I had this very clear, you're supposed to start this spiritual community. And I was like, who am I to start a spiritual community? I am barely on this path myself. And it was really, um, source is really pushy. And so it was like, nope, you're going to do this. And then again, every reading guided me to that. But the, the reality was, is that as I started stepping into my own voice, because I was really afraid to tell people what I believed, right? I was so afraid to go, okay, yeah, I really do like crystals or, you know, I, I think I'm intuitive or I, I pull cards for myself every day and the messages they give me changed my life and allowed me to be myself. And what I realized as I stepped more into my voice and started sharing with more people that this was happening, I can't tell you how many people were like, oh, I'm so glad to be, have someone to talk to you about this because this is happening to me or I have these dreams or I, I saw this once or I had, you know, I think I see ghosts, like all of these things that people are experiencing on a day-to-day basis, but they are afraid that people are going to think they're crazy. Yeah. And so all of a sudden it became clear that I don't have to be perfect on my spiritual path. I don't have to be some enlightened guru to help other people. And one of the messages that's my favorite that I ever gotten, I think, I don't know. I have a lot of fun messages, but (laughs) was that I needed to use my voice to help others find their voices. And that's really been the driving force behind Awkwardly Zen. So it, it was a chance for us to create a place 
um, a place where people could feel comfortable. And I say us and let me, I don't want to leave my gals behind because they'll, they'll be like, Hey, um, when I got this download, I went to my little core group of friends who was really active on this. And I said, here's my thoughts. This is what I want to do. And, uh, Amber Hibbard, who is lovely, um, turned and she said, what do we need to do? How do we help you? What do we need to do? And they were really, especially at the beginning, such a driving force to support, what we did moving forward. And so now we've turned into a huge group of volunteers and I'm so grateful for everyone, but I do have to give that first eight mm -hmm. a, a lot of love because um, I don't know if I would have gotten it done without them. And you found your way to a metaphysical fair? So yeah, let's talk about my friend Lori. Um, <laughs> so I was driving I was driving, um, I drive back and forth to Kansas a lot for work and um, I had, I had a podcast on that was talking about soul path, soul paths and soul councils. And it just connected with me immediately. And I was like, I need someone who can tell me my soul path. Like this is important. And there was a fair going on here in Denver. And the first person listed on this page, maybe you weren't the first, but you were the first I saw was this beautiful <laughs> woman with these bright blue eyes. And it said soul paths and soul council readings. And I was like, that's it. So I came into this fair hot. Like I was focused. Yes, she yeah. did. <laughs> and Lori was not even set up fully yet. And I sat down across from her and was like, hi, I need to meet you. I've been so excited to meet you. Like I cannot wait to meet you. Um, and she probably thought I was totally Looney Tunes, but um, but then she did my reading. And then I think we filled up most of her calendar that day with our group of friends. Um, and I, I'm so grateful. <laughs> because Lori has been super active in so many ways. She was one of the ones who said um, to me, like, you're on the right path and this is where you're heading and this is what your council has said. Um, but then, I don't know, probably a year later, uh, I was at an, an online event and saw Lori speaking and I booked a full session with Lori, which I would highly recommend. I know that Lori does not promote herself very much, but hopefully you guys will have that in the notes of this um highly recommend because i had this session with her and she said your soul council said you need to start a meetup and i went why on earth would i start a meetup meetup.com is a, a platform that you can do to have events and i said why would i start a meetup it's in person and we can't do in person and uh she's like no i think they're doing online now but i'm hearing that clearly and i went all right so we started a meetup and uh two days later I get a, a thing that says, Hey, you have a new member. And I'm like, Oh, that's fun. And I looked down and we had 60 members in two days. And I was like, okay, got to do something. What are we going to do here? Um, and so, yeah, Lori's been a huge part of awkwardly Zen. And, um, I, you know, you're shaking your head. You guys can't see this, but Lori, Lori is <laughs> not like taking credit for it. Lori communicating with my soul council had a huge part of starting awkwardly Zen. I just have to say that first meeting at the fair was phenomenal for me. And by the end of the day, I'm like, okay, I don't know who these people are, who these souls are, but I want to know them. I want to be part of that group. And so a little while later, here we are. And here I get to be are. part of your group. Yeah. And I think we see each other, I don't know, three or four times a week. Um, yeah. You know, I the way that this path has unrolled the way that this has just laid out in front of us has been so 
mind boggling to me. And when I think back to the first time I met so many different practitioners, um, who are now active members of Awkwardly Zen and partners with us and, and teach for us and do all of these amazing things. Uh, I was so kind of like in awe of all of you. I mean, like, Lori, you were not a real person to me when I first met you. <laughs> and I think that's the big thing we have to remember is that everybody is human, <laughs> right? So there's yeah. these, these magical beings that we meet that were like, oh, I could never be like them. And then you get a chance to get to know them that's what is great about awkwardly Zen, right? Is that it's practitioners mixing with everyday people who, who might not have ever even thought about doing something metaphysical. Um, and you all of a sudden realize we're all the same. We're all in this together. We're all trying to figure it out. And I just, it just makes my heart sing every time that I see a practitioner interacting with someone in the, the love that's there and the guidance is so, it's just so powerful. It's fun to think about how, when I first started joining in on the awkwardly Zen groups, I had that impression of, uh, I, I would say you both being larger than life and uh, just you know, seeing this group that was you know, bringing all these wonderful people and practitioners together and just feeling very shy about, communicating with you both and then working up the courage to talk to Lori and, and that led to our, you know, our collaborations today and, yeah. and well, moderating in the awkwardly Zen groups. It's just, yeah, it's a lot of fun. It has been really powerful. And I think we need to point out too, is that awkwardly Zen is across the country. Tim is in Kansas city area. You know, we're here in Denver and we've got people all spread out. How did that happen? Yeah. So, um, the, the goal of awkwardly Zen when we first started was to create a space online for people to connect. And that was all done at, through meetup at first. It still is through meetup. We have multiple meetups a week that we do a variety of different things. Um, and then now we have spread out to um, awkwardlyzen.com, which is our website and our online community. Um, and so we, I think we'll see even more people across the world at this point. But while we were on meetup, we knew we wanted to um, have different areas so that once we can travel, we could go do in-person events in places. So we started with Denver because that's where a majority of us who started it were. Um, and then we went to Salt Lake because uh, our friend Kelly, who's a part of it, that's where she is. And a lot of us are really familiar with Salt Lake. So we started in Salt Lake. And then once we got to 100 members in Salt Lake, we went, OK, where's next? Well, Kansas City is very familiar for me. Um, I've done a lot of work in Kansas for my J-O-B. And so it was like, well, let's do Kansas City. So it was kind of in a nice close area. Then we decided to like go for it. <laughs> so then we started three new areas at once. And this was a just after the first of the year um, and in 2021. So we started Seattle and Jacksonville, Florida and um, Atlanta, Georgia. So those three areas um, are just kind of getting going and we'll be starting new areas soon, including I think um, our first one in England. And yeah, and honestly, you guys, it's completely selfish because I can't wait to travel to all these places. Um, and so, and also it's places that we're getting a lot of requests because Meetup does promote um, kind of across the country right now. But we have people from Canada. I think we have someone from Romania. Um, sometimes people show up and we're like, how, how did you find us? Um, I mean, we have one of our 
our strong members is from Minnesota. We still have no idea how we ended up there, which is one of my favorite things. I can't tell you how many people are like, I don't even know how I found this group. Um, talk about divinely led that people are just popping in going, okay. And then they become a part of it and just, they love the energy. They love the feeling. They love the family aspect of it. Um, and that was a big one. I think Christmas of this last year was a huge thing for us because we did that blitz and we had, we made sure that we had a single, an event, at least one every single day, um, between Christmas and new years and right around then. And, um, for all of those people who might not have somewhere to be or who had somewhere to be, but really would rather not be there. That was kind of my first awareness of how absolutely critical our community is. Absolutely. And I think given the whole shutdown we've had this past year because of the COVID, I think Awkwardly Zen has been such a shining light for everyone to connect because it gave us connection when we weren't having it in person. And that's yeah. been very powerful for me. And I love, I love hearing that. It's been the same for me as well. Um, and I, I am blessed to get, um, to get messages almost daily from members who are just so excited to find somewhere where they fit, somewhere yeah. where they don't feel like the oddball, somewhere where they can talk. And then especially in these times that we've been separated from one another and we can't get together, um, I think just a place to to feel like you're at home and to feel like you're with friends and to be able to laugh, but also to be able to talk about stuff that's worrying you or bothering you or you're curious about. It's been such a fascinating thing. You know, our, our big thing, our Zen Zooms, which we have, I shouldn't say those are our big thing. That's our main thing that we do four times a week right now, at least I'm sure it'll be more at some point. And that's just an open conversation about spirituality. And each conversation is so different, but talk about divinely led. Um, it is amazing how one group will come in and it it's very clear what the topic is supposed to be for that night. You guys both lead our Wednesday Zen Zoom, which I'm so grateful for. So do you guys find that too, when you're in the Zen Zoom? They, they very much present themselves. Yeah. It's, it's interesting to see yeah, the people find themselves at the right place and the right time in these explorations where usually there will be two or three themes that will emerge and and a number of people in the room who are all kind of dealing with that. There's a lot of parallels. And yeah, and it's wonderful. I love the the idea around awkwardly Zen also being that there's no right or wrong, that we are just all exploring and we're in, when we find ourselves in these places on our paths that may or may not resonate for others but we can create a safe space to explore that and leave what doesn't work for us in the room and, and take what does. So, um, Excuse me, but um, I feel like I'm interrupting. However, your son keeps bugging me and sort of tapping my shoulder and saying he wants to talk to you. Oh. So I've been trying to push him away, but he's not going away. He's rather insistent. <laughs> so hold on a second. That fits him. I'm trying not to cry, okay? Aww. Because I'm just feeling all this love through my heart space beaming out at you. It's really intense. He wants you to know how really proud he is of you and how much he supports you in what you're doing. And 
you don't see the energy that's coming out from you and this group and the effect it's having on everyone that it touches. Don't ever doubt that what you're doing is an incredible service to everyone who is awakening and it's so needed right now. You really are a, a beacon in the dark. So hold on to that and stay true to yourself. Even as you expand, trust your guidance. <laughs> and then he's kind of, he's laughing and he's saying, and listen to me. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, thank you for that. You know, yeah. his, his involvement in this is um, pretty powerful. And when yeah. I first started, I was talking about this. We had a, a class on setting sacred spaces, um, this, this week. And we were talking about how your sacred space can change. And in mine, when I first started down my path, um, I didn't have very much representation of my son because I was still so much in that grief. And, you know, I still have my moments of grief for sure, but I can see so clearly how losing him in this world um, really pushed this to happen. And it's heartbreaking because he would have loved this so much. Um, I think back to all the things he told me when he was alive, because he was very much a part of the metaphysical world. And, and that I probably looked at him like he was crazy. Uh, I, I just heard him laugh. So like I, he, he has been such an awesome part of this. And it went from I don't have much of him in my space to like, I have a giant painting I did of him um, right here looking at me um, and, you know, bits and pieces of his life here because he's been such a part of that. And I will say, again, it comes back to I'm a big fan of fairs. Um, I'm a big fan of getting the little mini readings when you can, because it really helps you connect with a practitioner and decide yeah. if it's somebody who you want to communicate with more. Mm -hmm. um, and I had a practitioner um, at one fair who the first time my son came through and she described him and his movements and who he was to a T. And it was such a freeing moment for me to hear that he was not in pain on the other side. Yeah. Um, and that he knew, or he felt like he was a burden when he was here. Um, but that he knew that that wasn't reality. And it's such an amazing thing. It's a tough thing to find a practitioner that you absolutely can connect with. And for those of you who are not completely tied into your intuitive nature, spend some time wandering around. Like I won't pick a practitioner unless I have like walked by them a few times and I mm -hmm. feel their vibe and I'm like, Ooh, that feels good. And the two times I've gone against that, the two times somebody's like, Oh, you have to get a reading from this person. And I've walked by and I'm like, Ooh, that doesn't feel good. Both of those times were not great experiences for me. So trust your instinct, trust your, uh, Brenda Hardwick here in Denver always says, you'll know in your heart if it's right. And you know, in your gut, if it's wrong. Um, and I definitely follow that in a lot of ways. Um, like Lori, I knew it was right. Uh, <laughs> and I know it's right every time. And now I just love it because now we just trade readings and it works out really well. It's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> but thank you for having my son come through. It's, uh, it's such a weird world when you can go from that being almost a devastating thing to that being just a part of your normal life. <laughs> and it's that like Tim earlier, you asked like, you know, is it weird going through that paradigm shift? 
those are the moments that are the weirdest for me. Sure. The moments where you, where you go, okay, this horribly tragic, awful, I would, I would trade everything I have in my life right now for that not to be the reality. But I tell you what, I am so grateful for the path that I have been on since I lost my son. And when I look at my soul path, when I look at what I was brought here to do, um, and then luckily because I've had a past life regression where I was able to clarify some of this, you know, Eddie and I made a plan. We, we had a plan. So him popping in right now to say, yeah, you're doing the right thing makes sense to me. Um, that's, that's part of what, what me and so many others are here to do right now is create a oneness, create that divine. I think there's a lot of synchronicity around the timing of everything, even, even in relation to awkwardly Zen, the world shutting down and meetup.com going online, which is something they didn't allow before um, connecting all of these different practitioners and people and putting them in the midst of a community, myself included in that, who of people who have had awakening experiences. I always like to do that in quotes because I think those experiences can be very isolating. They can bring a lot more questions than answers and a lot of confusion. But I, there will also be points along the way. And I think I, I feel like we're in one of those points right now where things start to line up and you can see with a certain amount of clarity that things have happened for a reason. And um, from the perspective of spirit having a human experience, some of these things that we, we do experience as loss and sadness can shift in such a way that it's, it's a perspective. It's a reconnection to love in whatever way that expresses itself. And I think that's, yeah, that's where we find ourselves now. And I, I, I would ask you, Ari, if, um, do you, what do you see happening next? What's, um, um, well, let me just say, I have to give a bunch of thanks to the folks at meetup.com. Um, who, they're not paying me to say that by the way, but, uh, <laughs> I have to give a lot of thanks to them for pivoting so quickly with COVID and changing their platform. Um, what you said at the beginning, that is absolutely true. We would, we would absolutely not be where we are without meetup. If we had to do this actually in person, it would be, it would have been so much harder, um, to grow. And now as we get closer to the idea of being in person, like it's really exciting because we already have this set up. And, and I think back to the beginning and this would have been great in Denver, but I wouldn't know you and I wouldn't yeah. know so many of our amazing members that are all over the country. I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine. Um, so I'm so grateful for them. What's next for Awkwardly Zen? <laughs> all of the things. Um, Awkwardly Zen from the beginning has always been a big idea. Um, I, I have known that it wasn't going to stay strictly a meetup group. Um, I, we have no intention of ever leaving meetup and because it's been such a lovely platform for us. Uh, and so we will always have our free events on meetup. Um, and those are, we have education that comes in. We have special events where we get hands-on, like we're doing a tarot and Oracle card pull tomorrow. Um, we have a psychic development class on Monday. We have Lori doing a guided meditation on Tuesday. Um, all of these are 
this time at this exact moment. So don't go over to the page and get mad at us. Okay, guys. Um, but so we always have those free events. We just, un, uh, what am I supposed to say? Launched. I'm learning all the lingo. We just launched our online community uh, in the beginning of March of 2021. And um, that has been so fun to watch as it's slowly growing and people are realizing that there's a safe place to ask their questions all day, to post their spiritual things. Um, and so that's been really fun to watch. So if you're not a part of awkwardlyzen.com, check that out. Uh, we are working on our podcast network, which the lovely Spirit Road um, will be a part of. And so watch for more coming on that. Um, and then as life gets back to whatever normal is, um, our intention is to start doing in-person events. Um, I would really love to see the ability to take some of our practitioners um, kind of on a tour. Um, I told Lori, I'm gonna throw her in my minivan, we're gonna go on a ride um, and allow people to meet these people in person when it's safe to do so mm -hmm. uh, and have chances to, to really connect in, in real life. That being said, at some point, I'm not sure when, um, the desire has been shown from our members that people want to travel together. People want to do field trips and go dig up crystals. People want to experience all sorts of things. And so that that's all in the works. We're figuring all of that out behind the scenes. I don't know how it all works, but so far it's all worked. I didn't know how to start a meetup group and I did. And then we didn't know how to do an online community and ta-da. And it's all been volunteer based, which is just absolutely astounding. Um, and so what's next for Awkwardly Zen is lots of things. Um, we're in a pivot mode right now. Um, we're having a really good time. We will always have our free free events. However, we're also working behind the scenes on some paid courses and classes that can help pay for Awkwardly Zen um, because I can only do so many readings <laughs> a month to help pay for everything. Um, but yeah, we've got a lot of fun stuff coming up. So watch for that on the awkwardlyzen.com webpage. I'm just so grateful for Awkwardly Zen. And I'm so excited to finally get to maybe branch out and meet people in person. Uh, so the first place we have to go is Kansas to see Tim. <laughs> yes, Tim and I keep saying that because every time I, I go out to one of my jobs, I'm closer and I'm just about to start one even closer. So right. um, yes, and I just got vaccinated. So slowly but surely we're getting there. Um, that's the joy of working in hospitals. So I will say this, I, I see a major connection coming um, and I can feel it and I can tell from other people that they're feeling it as well. Um, we are in a transition as a world, I think right now. And we went through such a hard, hard time and still are going through a hard time. Um, but those who are willing to start making those connections, I think we're going to find there's magic that happens in that. And there's love yes. and compassion and grace and all of those things that we need more of. And, uh, I'm just so, I'm so grateful that I was handed this gift of awkwardly Zen and that there were so many people who decided to go on this adventure with us. Um, and I can't wait to see what's next, but thank you guys so much for having me on today. Oh, thank you so much for coming and talking with us. We are super grateful for you too. Thank you for being our first official guest as well. Yes. You know me anytime. I like to talk. <laughs> well, thank you so much. 